Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, the NBA can leave Atlanta with a sigh of relief. That's your lead story for this morning's Buzzcast. It is Monday, March 8th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody is doing well. Yes, the NBA 70th All-Star Game last night in Atlanta. Like I said, the overall sense has to be one of relief that the game was played with limited issues. Unfortunately, Sunday started quite negatively for the league as hours before tip-off, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were scratched after they had contact with a barber who tested positive for the coronavirus. That led to more questions throughout Sunday afternoon about whether the game should have been played at all. But the game was played in front of 1,500 spectators in Atlanta, and Team LeBron won 170 to 150 over Team Durant. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver acknowledged that economic interest played a role in going ahead with the All-Star Game. He also cited the league's global fan base as a pivotal factor with going ahead with the game. Now, the New York Times reports that specific financial projections of the revenue generated from Sunday's game could not be pinpointed, but industry sources forecast that Turner expects to make more than $20 million in advertising and sponsorship revenue through last night's broadcast. Also, the game generated $3 million for HBCUs and scholarship funds through the Thurgood Marshall College Fund and the United Negro College Fund. Other points from the All-Star Game, Silver said that the league's schedule remains on track to end this season by mid-July so that players could compete in the Tokyo Olympics in July. He also said the 21-22 season should return to the normal calendar in which games begin in October. Silver also said that he hopes arenas can be populated by the time the playoffs arrive in May with more and more fans. So overall, Adam Silver slightly optimistic, looking ahead to finishing this season on time, starting next season on schedule. Let's shift to some soccer news because it was reported over the weekend that Orlando City is in discussions to sell the team to the Wilf family. Now, the Wilfs currently have a minority stake in Nashville SC. The Wilfs have been interested in MLS for quite some time. They explored team ownership when MLS was expanding to Minnesota, but the league ultimately selected Bill McGuire. So the Wilfs bought a minority stake in Nashville SC in 2017. Now they are looking to potentially buy Orlando City, which has been on the market for some time. Sources have estimated the value of Orlando City could be at about $450 million. It's hard to know if that will also include the NWSL's Orlando Pride in the deal. But keep your eye on Orlando City in talks to sell the team to the Wilf family. Some positive news over the weekend from the state of California as the state will allow fans to attend Major League Baseball games as early as opening day. Now, the number of fans depends on what tier a team is in and the current 
COVID restrictions. It could be only 100 fans. It could be up to 9,000 fans. Under some regulations, teams could not sell concessions and they cannot admit fans that live outside the region but baby steps to allowing fans in venues in the state of California. On the college scene, one person to get to know, Grace Calhoun. Grace Calhoun has been chair of the NCAA's Division I Council, a very influential position. She has a very big voice within intercollegiate athletics. Well, the University of Penn athletic director said on Friday she'll be leaving the school to take the same job at Brown. Now, Brown is her alma mater. Also, Calhoun said she was intrigued because Brown is looking to elevate the role of athletics at the university. And so she is very excited about one, returning to her alma mater, and two, having a very big voice at the table at Brown University. But Grace Calhoun, certainly someone to watch in the intercollegiate space. Finally, let's end with some news around NASCAR. First, NASCAR has hired a new managing director of sports betting. Joe Solosky joins NASCAR from Sport Radar. He was handling international gaming accounts in Germany before returning to the United States to help Sports Radar launch its U.S. betting operations in 2018. Very interesting background. Solosky, a U.S. Naval Academy grad with an MBA from Duke, he replaces Scott Warfield, who left to become vice president of gaming for the PGA Tour in December. And Kyle Larson won his first NASCAR race yesterday since he was reinstated from a nearly year-long suspension for his use of a racial slur while participating in an online race last April. Remember, he was hired by Hendrick Motorsports when NASCAR said the suspension would be lifted at the start of this year. This week's Sports Business Journal has an inside look at the steps Larson took to return to the track and how the driver and his management team work to rebuild his reputation. So that is your morning buzzcast for Monday, March 8th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody stays well, stays healthy, stays safe. Be good to each other. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.